Welcome to the Longest Stride podcast. Each week, we bring you engaging conversations with the global running community. We interview community builders and leaders and the incredible runners who inspire us all. We're by runners, for runners. And now, here's your hosts, Jonathan Greenwald and Andre Morgan. Welcome to the Longest Stride podcast. Today's guest is making waves in the running community. And if you think that's a pun for the bold and inspiring project for him to become the youngest person to complete an Ironman on every continent, you'd be right. Connor isn't only pushing his own limits, he's inspiring others to do the same with projects 24 and 48. Connor's been featured on several news outlets in Toronto and recently joined Breakfast Television to discuss his global Ironman project while walking the BT crew and their viewers through some warm-up exercises. Dre, I know you already have a personal connection with today's guest, which we'll get into, but I can't wait to meet him myself. So please, welcome to the pod, Connor Emony. Hey guys, awesome to be here. Dre, pleasure to, to connect again. And Jonathan, looking forward to getting to know you as well. Love what you guys are all about. So looking forward to this conversation today. That's awesome, man. Um, this, we just needed to tell your story. So obviously, uh, this is the place to do it. So let's go. Um, the initial thing that we always kick off with is, um, how did sports start for you? Yeah, I mean, not to s- steal your last guest, Thunder, Reed Coolset at all, but I also uh, I also was a little bit of a skateboarder myself growing up. Were you? Funny enough. Yeah, we, I was part of a skate crew called ESS, Eat, Sleep, Skate. And, you know, built a, a half half pipe in, in my laneway kind of behind my house. And my brothers and I would always go and try and, you know, pretend we could be the next Tony Hawk or whatever it was. But I really grew up two older brothers pushing me in kind of every sport. So kind of went from playing hockey really competitive to soccer in the summer. And then I played everything to rugby to badminton and was on my ping pong club at, at school growing up. So just kind of delved into a lot of different things and was never, you know, the best at any of them particularly, but just loved, you know, challenging different elements of my life and seeing what I was, what I was capable of in each sport. This is not a competition at all. And we never compare, <laughs> but what's your skateboard mile? I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, That's a new I think thing uh, everyone's going after now. What was what was Reed's three three forty one or something? Three, I, no, nice. three yep. forty nine, some of that. Yep. Oh my god! I'm not a, a skateboard mile sprinter. That's amazing. I love it. It's a serious fun fact. Yeah, it's a crazy fact, and it's funny because uh, we're talking to uh, Chris, um, mm-hmm. Mr. Hawaii. At one point, we're talking about yep. skateboarding, and I told my son because my son was just getting into skateboarding, and then Chris is like, "Oh, I got a board for him," and we met up, and it was pretty crazy. And then I just told him about Reed. And then he's like, is it a running podcast or a skateboarding podcast? I know so- <laughs> it's the second time now. It's the second time. Someone's a third time. So there's a, this is a trend here, Jonathan. I think we got to go like skateboard. I'm too old uh, for that. Yeah. I know. Well, we've seen Mel Huffner. She's uh, just, uh, she, yes. she learned long, I think it's longboarding. She's like, she don't think she's a pro, but I've seen the moves. Yeah, we got we got to do a, a skateboard pun here, a 180 and pivot to running, you know, keep it, wah, keep it wah, on wah. theme. I know it is what it is though. Um, so did you grow up in Toronto? I did. Yeah. So St. Clair and Dufferin was my area. Grew up, went to, uh, lived on the same street my whole life. And, you know, it was a proud kind of neighborhood kid, friends with all the other kids and 
just kind of like loved the community, worked for the city of Toronto for a while as a camp counselor and kind of volunteer here and there for different initiatives all throughout my kind of younger days and still do it when I can. Nice. You have brothers, two brothers, I think. Uh, I think I saw on your on your Instagram. What was life like with uh, growing up with them and playing sports? Yeah, so Alex, Ben, Connor, ABC. Alex and Ben are actually twin twin brothers. Um, well, they're twins, fraternal, so kind of nothing really alike. Uh, and it's cool. One of them, very analytical. The other one is uh, pretty creative. And I think I became this like little hybrid of the two of them somehow. But yeah, from a, from a sports perspective, both of them were, were really good athletes all throughout. Even to this day, they're great athletes. And they, we all played competitive hockey, mostly growing up. And I would always try and compete with them or be as good as them. And we set up ball hockey nets out front of our house and would just spend hours and hours in the laneway and, and you know, out front of the house playing and getting better. And we'd race and I just try and keep up with them. And, you know, eventually like from them pushing me, I got, I became much better and actually played like three, three years up hockey one summer um, for a team. And we all played on the same level. So just from a young age, they've always been that like competitive, motivating and encouraging me to become a better athlete. So I think that really helped. We talked about in the in the beginning. We spoke about kind of your your global um, project. That's a, a triathlon project. When did you start getting into into like triathlons and stuff like that? Yeah, so funny kind of story, really. Um, in my first year at university out in Kingston, went to Queens. Um, you know, like any other first year kid, you're you're looking to to meet people and join a club or a, a group of people that are doing cool things and one of my buddies was like, why don't we go try out for the triathlon club? Like we'd like to run, like see what else we can do with the swimming and the biking and just meet some people. It'd be a fun thing. Even if we don't make the team, the problem was the three of us went down and one of them couldn't swim. And the other one showed up and his, his like tires essentially popped right in the front, right on the, like the, the transition from um, the swim to the, to the bike. And we we're like, all right, that's not going great, but somehow I, I finished through in my piece and ended up making the the team and eventually the varsity team and just kind of stuck with it because I, I love like changing it up from three one discipline to three disciplines. And, you know, I, I saw progress pretty quickly of um, I'm becoming way better swimmer. Um, I love cycling. I never thought of it as like a serious thing to do, but uh, it's just like, is building blocks from running and, and such a great community to be a part of. And then you were inspired by someone that um, you went to school with that does Ironman himself. Who was that? Yeah. So uh, his name's Ben Rudson and him and I would compete on the same triathlon club team at Queens. And he eventually committed to doing longer distance and set the goal to, to go to, Kona, Hawaii, and actually finished, I believe, 14th in our age group. And I was just so wow. inspired by like his work ethic and discipline. And, you know, I, I sent him a note in 2016, I believe, and it just said, Hey man, I'm super inspired by what you did. I'm setting the goal to do my Ironman by 2020. And um, funny enough, like 2020 came around and I set off to New Zealand. That's a whole nother story that we can get into. But I sent him a text right after the race and said, Hey man, just cross the finish line. Thanks for the the inspiration from, from kind of day one there. And, uh, 
yeah, we kind of laugh about it now, but yeah, I think he's still pursuing it uh, kind of full on. And um, you never know, like sharing your story like this, you can inspire someone else to, to kind of take a leap of faith and, and go after what's important to them. And that's amazing because for those who don't know, uh, Kona is the epicenter of Ironman and Champs. it's a global initiative. It's not just like, hey, a few people from Toronto. So if you've actually made any mark at Kona, you have to qualify first <laughs> and then even go in there and make a mark. It's a big deal. So have to have an access or be inspired by someone that's Canadian as well. It's awesome because you're able to have a conversation with Ben. Yeah, you don't just kind of register for Kona. <laughs> you can't. No. <laughs> yeah, so it, it just to show the, the, the gravity of, of how important that is. And um, you mentioned uh, just a little bit about the fact that your first one was in New Zealand. Uh, tell us what that experience was like. Yeah, I mean, one word, just transformative. I think for context, I was working in a corporate job and really loving my job and at the same time, delving into a few races on the side and I was kind of had this goal burning desire to go after an Ironman and it came to a point where I was like my goal was 2020 like it's 2020 I'm either going now or never and or it was actually end of 2019 and I was like I'm going to do anything I can to make it happen I started searching up what's the like what are some of the best races to do and New Zealand won the gold label award I've always wanted to to go and experience kind of that part of the world. And so, you know, I said, I'm going to pack my bags and take a take a leap of faith. And I was living out of a hostel for the first three weeks. I didn't know a single person and just bought a bike down there and kind of figured out the lay of the land, met some awesome people, joined the local triathlon club and just kind of dropped in for for different swim sessions. But at the same time, I was like, I don't really know what I'm doing. I have an idea of this race is going to be on this day. This is how much effort I need to put in. But I was YouTubing how to swim, like reading the triathlon Bible book. You know, I'm, I'm a very self-motivated person and I've never really had any formal or proper technique or training. So it was just a, a whirlwind of a, of a kind of six months leading up to it, but crossing that line and seeing like all the results and just how, how transformed I felt after that opened a lot of mental doors to keep pushing after more goals and thinking bigger and believing in myself that I'm capable of pretty much anything I want to get after. Did you reach out to Ben or others and ask for advice for what to look out for, like what that experience would be like? Yeah. So I, I jumped on a call with Ben and just asked him, what kind of advice do you have for, for me or, you know, somebody going through a similar road you just went through. And he's like, the biggest thing was, make sacrifices. You're going to have to make sacrifices. You're not going to be able to see your friends as much as you want. This is like a full level commitment and being okay with that and recognizing that it's possible. And I kind of channeled that and I was like, I'm not going to be near my family, friends, or, you know, anything comfortable, but it's about like jumping into these uncomfortable situations and, and growing and adapting. And there wasn't too many people I really knew that, that I've ever done an Ironman. I still don't know many people under the age of 24 on other than Ben, maybe one or two other people that I can think of that I know that have done it. So I didn't have a network and it was just like figuring it out and kind of going, going for it and, and just figuring it out all along the way. Right. I don't even know people that are 24. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> 
But I think um, the fact that you had no run crew to rely on, no regular swim crew, but exactly. obviously, as you said, there are you know online uh, aids, but also triathlete clubs within cities, and most of those are paid. So it's not that you don't have uh, resources, but they're usually set for someone that's um, you know later in life when they want to kind of achieve something. So a lot of Iron Men that would take on it would have actually done it later when they're i don't know I, there's a like as a comment there's a common age age group there but i think this is why you're here so being the youngest to ever do it on all the continents um yeah six continents really let's let's talk about that for a second because one of the things you you're talking to uh the good folks and i think it was breakfast television was your your mission your goal so why don't we kind of get into that next what uh, what is the goal yeah, so the goal is to complete an Ironman on every continent and hopefully become the youngest person to do so. Right now, the age of completion uh, is 32. That has the current record. I'm currently 24, and the goal is to do, I've completed one in New Zealand, and I'm hoping to do five more in the next 18 months. Obviously, it's a huge commitment, and maybe for people who don't even know what an Ironman is, it's a long-distance triathlon that comprises of a 3.86 kilometer swim, 180 kilometer bike, and then a marathon, so a 42 kilometer run at the end. And I think the average completion time is around 13 hours. And it's kind of widely regarded as one of the most physically challenging sports or single day sporting events in the world. So it's a, it's a physical commitment, mental commitment, and I, you have to kind of be fully invested and immersed in what you're doing. And to do it at the scale that I'm trying to do. I've essentially quit my job and I'm going in all in on this to, to train to be the best athlete I can be and um, really capture this journey to hopefully inspire other people to, to go after their dreams, no matter how big or small they may be. Yeah, and the fact that there's uh, three different disciplines and you have to be somewhat good in all three. Um, it's not like, hey, I'm a great swimmer and then everything else falls. You won't even finish the entire thing. Tell me about the actual period between uh, each of the actual events. How long is that gap was scheduled for regardless? Yeah, so the, the perfect ideal world, you know, it would have been essentially one every three months, just, just bang them out kind of efficiently, quickly, but giving your body enough time to recover because it does take a, a pretty big toll and then build up to it. But obviously, being in a pandemic and races kind of being uncertain of dates and, and logistics is, is a huge kind of play in all of this. So I've had a few races postponed right now. You know, as we're talking, I was supposed to be in Taiwan um, for my next Ironman race, March 21st, but that's been postponed a few months. So it's really kind of unclear of when they open up, but that's kind of like a lesson you learn of focus on what's in your control, right? And that's trying that's exactly what I'm trying to do. Just become the best athlete I can be. And talking to you now, I've never been more fit in my entire life. Like I'm way more fit than the last Ironman I've done. I'm way more like motivated. I'm just like mentally charged and ready to go. So it can be discouraging to think about all the what ifs, but just kind of like focus on the what now and like focus on what I can do now to to kill it when I, when I have a chance to, right? We're, we're so excited for you. What a, what a, what a feat. And to, to take this on and I don't know, like, is anyone training, is anyone training you now? 
Currently, no. Um, I'm all self self motivated still, but that's conversations I'm I'm starting to have, and just through through people that have kind of seen this and heard about the story, I've had some pretty good conversations with potential coaches. And to me, it's about authentic trust and and like making sure it's the right fit. I really want somebody that. It's not so much about the pedigree of what they've done. It's more like, do they believe in me for the right reasons? Are they going to be there when I need them most? And I think having people in your life in your close circle is is super crucial. So uh, I hope to work with someone that aligns with my values and my goal and my vision um, pretty soon. And I'm excited to get become a better athlete every day. And it sounds like kind of, you know, that probably gets you to the next level. It sounds like you have the tools in your toolbox or however you want to call it to accomplish this uh, just because you're self-motivated and, and, and you could do, do all this stuff. I just want to correct one thing that Dre said before, not correct, but just clarify. When you talk about the three disciplines, only swimming is the one you have to be good at. <laughs> you think so? No, because that's, <laughs> that's the one that uh, you don't make it yeah, out. If... Yeah. You can't, yeah. You can't flub on that. I, no. I agree. Yeah. But, uh, I, so yeah, no, I think that's great. And, um, okay. I, I don't know how many you'll get through with, without being coached, but even to get this far and to accomplish something like this on your own, kind of, it speaks, I think, volumes to kind of your character and, and your drive and the motivation. So kudos. Yeah. And to paint the picture. So your first one was in New Zealand, you were there and you finished it. And then the pandemic happened and, um, you needed to stay motivated. So you had to put things in place. I think Project 48 is one of the your next big projects that you worked on. It's a, it's a running project, so one discipline. Maybe you could kind of walk us through walk us through that. I, I read up on this a little bit in your Instagram. I thought it was fascinating. But for anyone that hasn't uh, followed along, what's that about? Yeah, absolutely. So I think a, a kind of a well-known tough person in life is David Goggins. I think people have heard his name kind oh, yeah. of everywhere you go now. And he has this challenge called four by four by 48 and essentially it's to run four miles every four hours for 48 hours which is essentially 48 miles over 48 hours and i thought that's a great challenge to do but let's canadianize it a little bit and why not make it even tougher so i set out to go to the rocky mountains over the new year so essentially december 31st instead of popping champagne this year i ran into the new year throughout the night into January 1st, 2021, and essentially ran 48 miles in 48 hours up some pretty rugged peaks. And over the course of uh, those 48 hours, you kind of get to know yourself, you know, you're sleep deprived, your your last thing you want to do is hit that alarm clock and get back up after you just kind of pushed yourself to the limit. And it's talking about Rocky Mountain. So there was feet like snow up to up to my shins or sometimes up to my hip bones. It was like, I got to trug through this in the freezing cold. But to me, it's about building these mental calluses and, you know, getting stronger and having things to work towards that is just going to become, you know, a part of who I am moving forward. So it was quite, quite an awesome experience. And it's, that's amazing. And what's even more amazing is that someone would be like, I could run 48 miles in 48 hours, but it's every four hours you're, you're running, right? So the discipline, the lack of sleep, the mental toughness, that's just, that's something completely different. Yeah. And this is a, a good opportunity for anyone listening. Like it's something that David Goggins runs every year and actually coming up. Um, really? 
starting tomorrow, well, I guess, I don't know when this is airing, but March 5th to March 7th, that's when most people do it as a community. So you don't have to do it that day, but if somebody is looking to do a challenge, you can do it from your house or modify it to your needs or your kind of comfort level or where you're looking at. But it's definitely one for the books for any kind of athlete looking to, to challenge themselves in the running community. Yeah, and see, I love that. You just um, needed to uh, maintain your fitness, but also create that thing you said earlier about just being uncomfortable. Just do the things to keep your fitness up, but also your mental, and um, you'll be ready when everything is all open again. So, Connor, we got Global IMM Project. We got Project 48. You're like a regular project manager. Let me, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me, uh, sorry. Let, let's talk about the next project. Project 24. And, and this is kind of where we talked about the top of the hour. I mentioned your connection with Dre. So now we're coming full circle and we're going to talk about kind of where you and Dre kind of connected. You probably connected before this, but let's talk about Project 24. You, this is where you're getting a lot of features. Um, we're getting because uh, Project 24 is in the past, but BlogTO did a feature on you and, and it was some other really cool features. So maybe walk us through Project 24, Connor, and then I'd love to hear, Dre, from you kind of what that experience was like for you. Yeah, so Project 24 really just started as a small idea and quickly blossomed into a Canada-wide 24-hour virtual run, run event. And the way it started was Dre and I actually were just chatting about this runner out in Norway. Kilian Journey. Kilian Journey, yeah. Um, who essentially challenged himself to run around a track for 24 hours. And we were like, that's pretty cool, but there's nothing really like that in North America that we've ever seen. And so I hit, I hit, I sent Ray a message and just said, why don't we bring this to North America? And, you know, I think this could be a really fun challenge in, in a time that's like, or in a very timely manner, because a lot of people right now are, are looking for something to just challenge themselves, challenge their friends, challenge their community and want to be a part of something special. And I really didn't think it would turn out to be what it ended up being, but Dre was on board and. From there, I, I told a few other people, and before we knew it, we had teams all across Canada raised a little bit of money for some charity, and it turned out to be quite quite a good event. If Dre, you want to add anything to that? Oh yeah, I think you've given it justice, and I think what made this possible was just the idea that there was a charity component. So we talked about just doing it and being a challenge for ourselves, and just run around a track and just like go just have that mental strain and also just inspired by Killian Journey. But I think with other people that never ran 10K or never ran 48 hours before, that was like, yeah, we'll do a team and just start adding in. And then Connor hit me with a poster on Instagram about Project 24. I was like, oh, there's some people already doing it. I was like, no, it's like, this is us. I was like, what? Oh, wow. So, so the funny part about that is, I, you know, you know, we say things, but not necessarily execute if we don't have a date or some kind of execution behind it. And then the fact that he already generated a poster, that means it was burning with like, we needed to uh, get it done. So also it took where you had to create a team in order for someone else to, to even join up. So there were a few people that didn't have a team and then kind of brought them together and now they're friends. They're their full-blown friends just by doing that. And the beauty about it was it was able to flex into where we didn't have to be together because of the new rules and stuff like that within the city. 
So it just turned out where someone just sends a message over to your partner, like, hey, you could go out now. And then they just wake up and go out. Um, so it could be done at a distance, um, regardless if we want to do another track or not. So it was more it was more impressive than I thought that we were going to do, because obviously it was just us just um, wanting to do something mentally challenging. And then the team was on board, shared some photos. And um, from that, you could see here, Jonathan, you mentioned um, the coverage. Yeah, no, there was a lot of great coverage, and Black T.O. did some stuff on it. I know you guys are sharing stuff. Trey, you had all the professional photos done for your crew, <laughs> and uh, it was it was pretty wild. But I think one of the one of the things that I, I want to mention quickly is as crazy as a year it's been with the pandemic and everything, right? I think we have seen some of the most creative actions come out of this. Oh my goodness. So we've spoken to a number of guests on, on here and, and kind of, you probably, probably heard some of them, just some of the things that they've thought of during this, uh, this pandemic. And, and here you are, another you know, community kind of builder, we'll call it, takes this idea and says, you know, I've, I've got this big mission and I'm working on this global triathlon project, global Ironman project. It's time consuming. You're all in, you're thinking about it. And you're like, you know what? Things are going a little bit sideways right now. So I'm going to take my energy and focus it on the community. And this is what we love. So now you're taking this and saying, okay, you know, Project 48 was a big thing, bring awareness. And now Project 24, where you're getting all these people together. What was it like convincing people to run for 24 hours? Because I will tell you, when you look at your page, when you look at like even your post, it wasn't like two people or three people. It was a lot of people that did it. So what 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 were those conversations like? Yeah, I mean, I think like a lot of people who don't know me might think I'm a little bit crazy for some of the challenges that I take on. But if you're in my circle of friends, like a lot of my friends are just as crazy. So I actually, I it didn't it didn't take too long to actually tell them about this and have a few people on board. And then once we we had you know three teams locked down, it became real. And once it becomes real, there's movement, there's there's motivation behind it, and it kind of just snowballed. And I know Dre put together a team, and then some of his friends heard about it and jumped on board. And before we knew it, we had five or six sponsors like throwing in prizes, and we we made it so it could be adaptable to any person's level. And I think that looking back, like in hindsight, that was the best part of the whole thing was there's so many individual wins throughout that entire project like people ran their first 10k people ran their first half marathon and then we actually had five or six people individually run 100 kilometers that day and that's just like that's so inspiring to to me to to dre to like the entire running community that that speaks volumes and that's like excitement and you know from that i've had a lot of of positive feedback to make it happen again next year and on really? the record, it's gonna it's gonna be back next year, even bigger, even better, just because it was such a one fun thing to do, but two impactful thing in the community to do. Yeah, it scared me when a few people said they ran a hundred. I was like, um, <laughs> like, yeah, we're good now. Like, we're okay. We, yeah, it, it was just you got like, out of your system. You're good, uh, but just. <laughs> Them, oh, I'm at 70 now. Oh, I'm at 80. I was like, um, should we like call it? Cause this is like a medical thing now. Uh, but yeah, you know, super impressive. They they we didn't even add up the total amount of kilometers everyone did, or maybe we did, but um yeah, it yeah, 15, it, it, 1500 over 15. No way. Kilometers. Ridiculous, just in what? total. 
And if you did 2K hours. of that, yep, it's it doesn't even make sense. <laughs> but that's awesome. And I think uh, at the end result of it, we raised, I uh, believe, about, I think it was over, it was like a thousand bucks. Over three. Or, over three. Th- no, that was a different event. Was but it uh, different? Yeah, it was yeah, different just, event. Just, just over a thousand dollars. Just over a thousand dollars. Yeah, what? that's and then, absolutely amazing. Oh man, it was just like uh, for nothing for running, right? So that that's the best kind of charity. So switching gears, I want to talk about um, your relationship with someone that has the fastest known time. Yeah, so John Harrison Parkler is. We had him as a previous guest and talked about his FKT and a Bruce Trail and kind of what he went through. And Dre, I believe he actually um, he nominated uh, Connor. To, to yep, come on a yep. podcast, right? So what's um I know you ran with him, so we already know what the, the relationship is, but what did you draw from that maybe that experience and how has that kind of changed you? Not changed you, but like motivated you. Yeah. Uh so John, Mr. Pockler, John Harrison Pockler is just an all around great guy and, and motivating yes. guy and, and a close friend of mine now. But I was lucky enough to to get asked to help him crew for his nine hundred kilometer you know, trail run across uh, FKT, across the Bruce Trail. And I think like, you know, some days I wake up and I still, I still haven't fully comprehended what he went through. It was just so, it was so in the moment and so inspiring, but essentially to watch somebody get up firsthand and run a hundred kilometers a day for nine days, 17 hours and two minutes is pretty remarkable. To do it one day is insane. To do it 10 days is, you know, otherworldly. And I think it's, it's back to this, like, surround yourself with inspiring people because that's how you're going to grow and challenge yourself. And just witnessing that threshold automatically set the bar higher for what I thought was capable. And actually, shortly, shortly after, not even a month or two after, I went out and ran, you know, my first 100 kilometers. And it just shows the power of, like, people doing crazy things and hoping that someone else gets a little taste of it and it kind of snowballs and trickles for sure. So that was pretty, pretty incredible feat. But you notice the trend there. Um, as you said, when you left school, the friends that you start forming were circle of friends that did other sporting events and stuff like that. And they've become the other individuals that motivate you. So the circle of friends changes and then it empowers you to even go uh, do, do better. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so you mentioned um, uh, doing stuff with John and then your lifelong friends with him now. Is there any other thing you guys are working on together that would have been another chart-setting thing? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, John and I are, are training together actually out in Vancouver. And, you know, he's, a, nice. he's an awesome guy and always looking to move the dial a little bit further. So I kind of came up with another idea that now that Taiwan was postponed, I put my project manager hat back on and thought about (laughs) how can we do something fun, right? And I came up with this idea called the Three Peaks for people um, in Vancouver, they would know it really well, but there's three main mountains, Mount um, Cypress, Grouse, and Seymour. And essentially, it's another FKT running the distance and elevation, summiting all three of the mountains. And um, we're going to go after fastest known time and try and document it and just keep pushing the needle forward. Right. It's, it's, it's about getting out there and 
doing one thing, but continuing to push your limits. And I think running is, has just been a great community to do that and to see what you're capable of. And I think back to the way I structure my thinking on, you know, staying motivated if a race gets canceled is always have something on the calendar you're working towards. Yeah. Wow. Um, is there already an FKT for those three mountains or would you be establishing it? Yeah, so can't give away too, too much here today. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> that's all right. So what's the next question we have for our friend here? <laughs> no, no, no I, get, I get you. Okay, no, 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 it's good. And we're excited to see kind of, you know, how this plays something. out. Yeah, yep, for sure. Else. I don't know, like you guys keep escalating, so I don't know what's going to happen after this. So <sighs> I'm excited know, to right? find out though. I'm out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, go for it. I need to take a break. So, Connor, let's. Uh, we've talked a lot about the project you're working on and how you're inspiring others. And I know there's people that are they sign up for Project Twenty Four for the first time and they start running like hundred kilometers. And you're probably you're probably getting a lot of people that are are kind of asking you a bunch of different questions about kind of like what's possible and stuff. They're going after kind of some of their own kind of challenges, et cetera, et cetera. So what advice would you give to anyone, especially now in this day and age that are looking for something different to do, something exciting, something to motivate them, maybe something crazy? Absolutely. You know, a few things kind of come to my mind, but number one and kind of the biggest thing that's helped me is the idea of focusing on building your life resume and not your paper resume. And what I mean by that is go after things that, that scare you, that are so big and audacious that you put them on your, your piece of paper and you keep going back to them and you're like, oh man, like this is big. It's got, it's got that tingling sensation in your body that, that it scares you to do it. Those are the things that are worth pursuing. And kind of when when you look back on your life later on for an analogy is imagine it's you know a puzzle piece and each experience you have the crazier that experience is is the piece of that puzzle and when you put it together and you look at your picture you want to have a picture you're proud of so focus on you know living an intentional life and really doing things that that matter to you and not so much a title of you know what's the next corporate job going to be what's the next resume builder that I can flash to, to all of my friends. Cause although those sound cool in theory, like once you have them, you, you realize they're really not. And it's the people that do things and are doers that, that are going to motivate you and, you know, have fulfillment when you, when you live your life. So that was a bit of a ramble. That line is I think, amazing. I think it was there. No. Oh my goodness. You got me with that line. That was great. No, we need it. We need it. And I think um, that leads me to my other question is is there anything that you've done since we've connected uh, that you want to celebrate? You know, it could be something you've experienced or something just a aha moment. Yeah, I know you got you got the visuals now, right? But there's these two kind of just picture frames behind me, and I'm kind of pull it off here. But like somebody gifted me this, and it says Project Twenty Four, right? Oh, wow. And wow! It's like. It's just, it's, it's things like this that make everything, you know, so worth doing and you feel so much fulfillment getting something like this. So I just wanted to, to kind of like, you know, keep this frame and remind myself that even though there's so many uncertainties, like I'm on the right path and 
just kind of celebrate the the things I've done just in 2021 alone and know that when I look back on this next 18 months, it's going to be the best 18 months of my entire life. Wow. I love it. And when people, so, okay, you know, they run, they do these things and all said and done. Great. But then when they like, you know what, I'm going to create like a momentum or something from that mm-hmm. day, something to mm-hmm. remember months it, after. Right. And then months after, and then to give it to you to say, this is what this means to me. Wow, that hits you. That's, that's a big deal. That's amazing. Kudos, man. I love it. Okay. So we're going to pay it forward because John, uh, John requested that we talk to you and, uh, mm-hmm. We're so glad we did. Who who should we speak to next? It's a curveball. <laughs> yeah, it's a curveball, man. I know, right? Well, someone that inspires you. Maybe there's a coach you've been looking at. Maybe there's someone that you want to hear from, but you never had a chance to connect with. Um, yeah, and it, it, sky's the limit. We we got people in high places. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Can, I got I got to get back to you on that. I think, like, I want to make sure it's it's – the right person. No, yeah. we're going to do a follow up episode. Oh, I know, Connor, right? Okay, this just didn't kind of got back to us. <laughs> I know, no. Le- let me give you someone. Um, oh, oh, flip it. Yeah, no, because I, I think uh, it, it, it only evades you because now there's so much going on differently. So we just had the gentleman there that uh, he was just competing. What was his name now? I can't remember. Uh, so Reed gave us, gave that, get us that gentleman, the dude that was running. Oh, Justin Knight. Justin Knight. Okay, cool. So yeah, oh. Justin Knight. Yeah, Mohammed. Yeah, so it's Canadian. Something's happening there. Uh, who else has done something? How there? about Maybe Lionel? He's a female. Lionel's a mm-hmm. Canadian triathlete, uh, Ironman, right? I would, I would, am I allowed to say Justin Knight? Cause I can tell you a, a story about Justin Knight and I as well. I was on the phone with him. The Go other for day. it. No, Reed, Reed already took Justin Knight, but we want to hear the Reed, story. Yeah, and we want to have a contact, like direct. No, <laughs> no bullshit. Please. All right. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, earlier we were chatting about being people hearing about my story and some of the some of the doors it's opened of um, speaking to some high level athletes. And I was actually lucky enough to to jump on a phone call with Justin Knight the other day. Um, and funny story about Justin Knight is we actually went to school together and we're in the same gym class in grade ten. And part of our mark was to go and run a five k. And Justin at the time was on the basketball team, you know, like. We, nobody knew at our school his, his talent and his gift. And he went out and absolutely crushed this 5K. I think he did it in like 14 minutes. And our gym coach was just like, Con- okay, I think I was like second or third. And he's like, Connor, did Justin cheat? Like, did you see him run that? I was like, yes, sir. He, he ran that. <laughs> and um, so That's Justin crazy. was obviously wow. put, onto, put onto the cross country team that year. And just dominated. I think he won every race and then, you know, won off all of Ontario. Um, eventually went on to Syracuse and breaks all their records and is now, you know, 1500 meter Canada record holder or world lead time. And just, just such a great guy. But um, I would think if there's somebody to talk to, he's a great guy to connect with for sure. And just, just an inspirational man all around. So. So what you're saying is you can ring them up and tell them that we want to talk. Yeah, to them. just like you know, validate us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you need and credentials. I, and yeah, and that's one of the other bits too. So 
the, the beauty about it is being Canadian, doing something worldly, and not everything has to be that way, but it only highlights that we do have talent locally here in North America, and we need to celebrate that and celebrate them. And this is what one of the platforms that we want to make sure that we do this. And um, to speak to, to you is um, early enough for your main um, goal is going to come back full circle. I think, you know, um, we want to see you, uh, successful and w any support we could give you from our end, we'll make sure we're there to make sure that happens. And yeah, you're going to be back on here. Like when you're too famous, we'll be like, Hey, <laughs> nah, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So it's, to me, it's important to, to recognize like, different things you do and, and kind of look back on them. Cause I think conversations like this, you know, down the line, you'll look back on and see, see that you grew and just trying to keep like a, a visual in, in different regards of this whole journey and appreciate these conversations too, because helps me identify what I'm actually looking forward to and the support network that's there for it as well. I want to thank Connor for being on episode today and it's done right when we celebrate our own Canadian oh, yeah. athletes and moving on to be on a world stage. You mentioned Justin Knight, Justin Knight, Canadian. Ultimately, you all went to the same school, but what's going to happen is we're able to then create space. And this platform is one of those spaces where we could celebrate you. Absolutely. So thanks for coming on. Absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for having me guys today. And with that said, this is the longest stride. Peace. Peace.